Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Well, hello, Amanda. Oh, Brooke. Hello. <laughs> I feel like I'm I- like literally snuggling with my latte. I felt like I had to change up my greeting today because um, walked the kids to school and we run into our little neighborhood friends. Mm -hmm. They're not little. Um, Run into into our neighborhood friends. Normal size. And I mentioned that we're recording today and I was like, you know, sounding a little groggy and tired. I was like, I got to, you know, get my podcasting voice on. And um, my friend Madeline, who you met at Rent, um, you know, she and Nick were joking like, hey, Brooke, hey, Amanda, how's it going? I was like, oh, my gosh, we do start we out do. every episode the same. So we do. Maybe Gre- we should start saying like, Amanda. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. How are you? Oh, we're tired today, huh? We are. I also think that's how I'm we start off. for you. We are tired. Don't you yes. feel like that's how we start off most episodes? Yeah, that's what I mean. We are tired yeah, we're tired people. Who isn't tired right but now? But I kind of feel like that's like I look forward to our podcast days because I know that we can just be in our comfy clothes mm-hmm. and we can have our lattes and we can be kind of tired, but it's okay because we're just chit-chatting. Yeah. I think that's what hopefully other people like is that we are just two tired friends <laughs> trying to make it through this life. Yeah. Chatting. We're tired. So yesterday was a super exciting day because um, my daughter, Isabel, their, her school district was having a wellness day. So 700 staff and teachers and everything like that got together. And I got to do two workshops. To, I taught the the staff and you did, you were part of the vendor fair. Yes. And, and it was so fun. It, it was, was my fun. first one of for this um, planner collection for Balance Bounds 2023 collections. People, they were eating Brooke up. They were like, I mean, I found my people. Oh, 700 plus educators planners. who love planners and were like, ooh, I see pretty designs. I see paper. I see pencils. Yes. Yeah. So and I was setting you up well. Yes. I, in these workshops, I was like Vanna Whiting <laughs> your planners. Thank you. Yeah. So I had them primed and ready to go. Yes. They were, they were lovely people and it was so fun. And it's always such a joy for people to see our products in person, you know, yeah. because we sell on our website. But man, was I ready for a nap when I got home. It was a lot of peopling. It was a lot of, um, you know, physical, like our planners are heavy and yeah. I'm taking like several boxes of them to set up on a table. And it was rainy yesterday. And I definitely went home and got in bed at five o'clock while Nick took care of the children for a couple hours. I was like, I'll see you guys in, yeah, in a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just coming off of, so, you know, I had COVID a few weeks ago and then we had guests come to stay with us for seven days and they just left on Sunday. So I'm, you know, just kind of, woof. you're surrounded by squishmallows at this very moment because my house has still not completely recovered from the visit. It was super cute because 
So this girl, Matilde in Chile, is only 11 days younger than Isabel. Oh my gosh. We have pictures of them. Oh, there it is right there. Those are pictures of them like over the years from them were babies every year. That's so And sweet. so this room that we're sitting in today, we did a change of location. This was kind of like the central play location. So yeah. Brooke is currently surrounded by squishmallows. I mean, you can never have too many squishmallows. <laughs> My kids have them too, and I steal them all the Our time. Our people that don't have kids are going to be like, I'm sorry, what's a squishmallow? <laughs> I mean, just go to Five Below and you'll find out. There's yes. always a bunch of them there. But yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're a joy. Yes. But yeah, so we're still kind of kind of waking up. Waking up. I warned you last night. I was like, I will be arriving in my comfy day pajamas. Yes. Um, I put very minimal so makeup on. I've got my day pajamas, and I noticed it has a stain on it. I think it's blueberries, and I made blueberries about a week ago. Okay. I made blueberry pancakes about a week ago. Okay. So, you know. That's fine. I'm wearing my fox socks. <laughs> These are my favorite socks. They don't match what I'm wearing. I'm showing Brooke right now. Oh, they're cute. I think Nick has those. Are they uh, men's socks? Old Navy. No, oh, they're not. Okay. But maybe maybe Old Navy had a Nick has some, I feel I like love my fox socks. They're cute. They're cute. Um, I do not have fox socks on. I'm sorry. That's okay. Next time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, but um, you have some exciting news to share that, like, we kind of brushed over, you know, glossed over last week. Yeah. But can oh you God, share, Brooke. Okay, share so, some news? Yeah. It's been a pretty exciting couple of weeks. I know. So I was selected to be a TEDx speaker for TEDx <laughs> Rutgers Camden, and the date will be on January 14th. Oh, my gosh. And I am not allowed to talk at all about what my topic mm. will be. So that is, you got to, it will be live streamed um, because I think they can only have about a hundred people in the audience because it's a newer TEDx, but um, it was, I'm thrilled. I was selected out of about 200 people. There's 11 speakers. So it's a big deal. It is a huge deal. And I'm so proud of you and happy for you. It was like, there was a long wait period there after you applied. It was long. Yeah. There were two rounds. I got to the second round very quickly. So that kind of set me up to think that the, the the second round would be a quick, but it was not. It was like two weeks of yeah. waiting. And every single day that passed, I became more aware of how terrible my application was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like more convinced that it was terrible, but convinced. it was not, I'm sure. I mean, no, I didn't I see mean, it, but it, I know it, it wasn't. I know. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't obviously, but you know, your mind plays tricks. Yeah. On, yeah. I know. And I was trying so hard not to ask you. I was like, I'm not going to bother her. And yeah. then I got the email with the happy cry emoji. Uh, <gasps> I love email. that emoji. That's a newer one, right? The happy yeah, cry. Yeah. We've talked about Where it before. It, it, it's like the perfect, oh, it encapsulates God. so much. So so proud of you. you. I hope that maybe I can be one of those 100 people in the audience. But if I can't be, I will. We'll have a live streaming party. You or know, something. I'm thinking you may be because actually I'm only allowed to bring one guest. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, whenever Fernando is in an audience, Mm-mm. he makes me really nervous. Okay, so, so I, you might be. I get to take the place. Oh, it's marked. Don't you worry. The second you told me, I put it on my calendar. Because even if I'm not there, I'm going to find a way to cheer you on somehow. And it's so cool to see all the other speakers. Like the day before, we have, you know, a run through and a dinner. And these people are amazing. Yeah. So I'm really excited (gasps) to meet them and learn from them. I can't wait. Yeah. So excited. Thank you. (laughs) So it's funny because the person that we we kind of shifted gears for what we're going to talk about today because I went to a book signing the other night and um, it was, I, I went by myself because it was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, this 
author and podcaster and all-around awesome person, Nora McInerney, had – I followed her for years on social media, and yeah. she had been in Philly, actually, on October 15th, but that was the day that we had tickets to see Rent, so I did not get tickets to see that. But she was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, this past Sunday, so I was like, I'm going to go to this book signing, and – um she was being interviewed by Kate Bear, who is an amazing poet. She also has wonderful Instagram content mm. to follow. And I need to follow her. But I didn't like tell any friends that I was going or invite anyone because it was one of those just wild weekends. Not wild. Not wild at all, actually. <laughs> really busy weekends. I spent most of my weekend packing pre-orders um, now that our balance bound planners are in. And so it was kind of one of those things like, I'll see if I have enough energy to kind of get in the car and, and drive to this. So I go to this book signing. It was lovely. Um, they spoke on stage. They did q and I sat in the front row like a real oh. groupie nerd. And then I got my book signed by Nora and I got to chat with her. And, um, and then yesterday at this event for your daughter's school district, you're like, oh, there was this amazing um, article or interview on CNN that I'm going to send to you with this woman, Nora McInerney. Have you heard of her? I'm like, <laughs> I literally met her yesterday and we've talked about her, but it was one of those things. It's like, you, until you hear a name 10 times, yes. you, you kind of forget. Or so, I'm a terrible listener. No, I mean, that's you know. also a high possibility. No, that's yeah. okay. Uh -huh. But so we both read this piece and it really resonated. And I have listened to her first two um, memoir audiobooks. And then obviously I bought her latest book uh, at this book signing and got it signed. So haven't read it yet, but I love her work. And but you're you're newer to it. So let's talk about like what stood out to you, what yeah. resonated with you. I'm newer to it. And it's funny because I didn't think I had heard of her before. But then when I read the CNN article, I remembered that I had actually watched her TED Talk. She has a TED Talk because she has a really intense story about ex experiencing sort of loss after loss after loss. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a miscarriage and then losing her husband and then losing her father. And I had watched that TED Talk a couple of years ago when we were going through so much loss, but I just didn't connect that it was her. But when I read this article on CNN, it was just so good enough-ish. Yeah. It was just everything that we talk about. And she just talks so much about how, you know, we're like running ourselves. Like she, she, like I wrote down a quote that she said, like, I want my work to lower the bar for people. Yeah. I love that. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's so much of what I feel like we want to talk about too. Like, let's just pull over. Let's pull the car over. Let's lower the bar. Let's all just do our best because she's like, life is hard. And, um, you know, just stop trying to make yourself better and yeah. just live. And like, just be a de decent human. And, yes. and that's kind of all you really need in life at the end of the day. <laughs> yes. And she has this phrase that C's get degrees, like the grade C's. Like mm -hmm. if you get C's all the way through college, you still get a degree. Mm -hmm. And I was a straight A student. So that would have, I would have punched you in the face if you'd said that to me then. But now as a 45 year old mom, like I, I read to you, I will read you all my a journal entry from the other day where I wrote, and this was when I had COVID. You have COVID, you're tired. Your mother lives with you. You're a parent. You're running a business. None of this is easy. And it sure isn't easy when you're trying to do it all at once. But try to have fun. Just enjoy the ride. Shirk off the mistakes and do your best. Emoji with sunglasses. <laughs> 
That's that's the real takeaway here. When you talk about poetry, Brooke, mm-hmm. that's poetry. Emoji with sunglasses. Emoji with sunglasses yeah, is yeah. essentially the period to that <laughs> So I just heard this article just came at me at a time that I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, so I was in the audience at this event the other night and she just talks so much about, well, another, another takeaway from the article, I'm going to read a quote for for you now, (laughs) but, um, she says, what is a perfectionist? If not just a person who hates themselves, who cannot just enjoy the act of being alive. I mean, I feel personally attacked, uh, but in (laughs) in a really eye-opening way, I, I mean, Again, like you said, if if someone said C's get degrees to you in college, you would have punched him in the face. If someone said this to me 20 years ago, it would have been like, well, leave me alone. I'm just trying to do my best here. But yeah. I've always been a perfectionist. I've always been trying to do better than my best. And yeah, I, I look back and I see that there was a lot of life that I was just trying to rush to the next better thing and not truly enjoying myself. And so this is the attitude I'm trying to reverse and and kind of overcome every day after a lifetime of feeling not quite perfect enough or like I'm not doing enough. I mean, I have a postcard that my mom sent to me in college. I don't remember if I've talked about this before and I need to find the actual postcard, but it's like, rest is not lazy. Mm. Have fun. Don't worry. You know, get some, get eight hours of sleep a night. And it was just, <laughs> it was a reminder that I could stop and relax yeah. and and oh, there was another, there was a quote I wrote down the other day from someone else. Leisure is not laziness or something. But to me, perfect also definitely has a different meaning since having kids. And I mean, especially the early days of having kids, like you're just trying to survive. But now I look at them and they're they're a little older and they're fun and we can communicate and have conversations. And like last night, the four of us, our family was sitting on the couch after the kids watched their shows. And usually it's like, okay, brush teeth, let's get moving. Yeah. And we were all just kind of giggling and chatting. And Nick and I just kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, let's just soak this in for a few minutes. Right. And did everybody get to bed a little later than I would have hoped? Yep. Yep. But that was the moment that we should be focusing on and living for versus this perfect, perfect, perfect schedule of like, okay, brush your teeth, go to the bathroom, let's read, let's go to bed. And then we're missing the whole experience. of just checking off all the boxes. Right. Missing the whole experience of enjoying these kids where they are right now. So, um, and so I don't know if I said this, but Nora's latest book that she is promoting right now is called Bad Vibes Only. Yes. And that is in uh, direct response to sort of this good vibes only yes. toxic live, laugh, love. live laugh love live laugh love uh mindset that i feel like a lot of our society uses as an excuse to maybe not focus on reality yeah like her podcast is called terrible thanks for asking mm-hmm. um and talks a lot about grief mm-hmm. um yeah, I uh, we've talked about Libby on this podcast before, so I've already reserved my Libby copy of mm-hmm. this book, and I have a feeling it will end up being a favorite that yes. I'm going to need to purchase and have in my library. But I'm going to start with the Libby. Um, yeah, I had a from my friend Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. Her and I made um, New Year's resolutions year one year that we were like, we're not going to do anything this year to improve ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally nothing. Yep. 
Yeah. Status quo. Status quo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good vibes only, as Nora McInerney says, is a cute saying for a mug, but a pretty ominous interpersonal standard. And in addition to like always trying to improve ourselves, the idea that you are not allowed to have negative emotions or yeah. negative feelings or negative thoughts. And listen, I will say I I consider myself an optimist yeah. in the sense that um, I use optimism as a tool to problem solve, yeah, but never as a way to like validate straight up difficult or horrible things in the world, being like, oh, everything happens for a reason right. or good vibes only, can't talk about this horrible thing. No, like let's let ourselves feel the negative and and sometimes wallow in it for a little bit. Yeah. That's not saying that you're a pessimist or a negative person. You can still be an optimist and have an optimistic outlook on certain things in life yeah while resisting the whole good vibes only live laugh love yes <clears throat> one of the things that i do really like is you know i think i've talked about this positive intelligent work that i do with um the author of the book is shirzad shamin i don't know if i'm pronouncing his last name correctly but it does encourage you to find the gift in things and i do really enjoy that but what I what what it doesn't ask you to do is like don't pay attention to the the, ter the, the terribleness of this and only focus on the positive. It's yeah. like okay, what is possibly the gift of this? Um, I think I'm just so uh, I'm just so it, it's so remarkable how hard we are on, on ourselves. Like in our workshop yesterday, um, one of the workshops that I gave was about how to find more focus and flow, mm -hmm. like how to do a big brain dump of everything that you have on your mind and then how to sort of decide, you know, we've talked about the focus acronym before, how to kind of pare it down. And I felt my heart, I'm still thinking about this woman. My heart goes out to her so much because we were talking about, she started sharing about what her holidays are like. And she was like, I hate the holidays. Mm. I have to do so much. And the whole time, all I'm dreaming for is the day after Christmas for it to all be over. Mm. And she started listing out all these things that she did. Like she's Italian. And so, you know, they do like the seven fishes dinner and, she was talking about how she makes her great grandmother's hundred year old lasagna re recipe, homemade noodles. No, homemade noodles, Brooke. No, nope. when she said that, the room erupted. <laughs> People lost their minds. And then she talked about, you know, the midnight wrapping and the shopping. And so we talked about, I was like, guess what? You're allowed to say no. Yep. You can say, I'm not making the hundred year old lasagna restaurant re recipe this year. And people will be upset and people will be disappointed and people will get over it. Or just don't tell them that you're using store-bought noodles and see if they notice. Well, <laughs> that was the suggestion that one person brought up and they, she was like, yeah, you're clearly not Italian okay. and you clearly don't know my family. <laughs> but like, you know, just saying no and letting go of stuff and yeah. being like this woman is, is, is a holiday servant. Yeah. And there's no joy in the holiday for her. No. And that is a sin. Yeah. I like, I'm like, want to find her contact information and coach her through this process because yeah. it's a sin. And so all of that is just to say that I feel like sometimes we're just like grinding ourselves into the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times it's self-inflicted. Like yeah. you literally could just say, no. Yeah. 
Nope. And it doesn't mean you hate Christmas. It doesn't mean you hate your family. It means that you can care for yourself while also creating happy memories and doing things that make the holiday enjoyable for people. Yeah. But without sacrificing yourself. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Another person gave the example of like, she's like, oh, I feel like we've talked about ho- Halloween decorations where you're like, I put a wreath on the door. I decorated for Halloween. And Paige's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, we still had to put the uh, spider web on the front porch, which does look fun and festive. And she stopped asking for more decorations okay, since then. Good. But yeah, it was just, good enough for mm-hmm, her. It was. She was talking about like, I feel like a terrible mom because everybody in the neighborhood has the ghouls and the goblins and all this kind of stuff. And I feel like I've got to go out and do all of this. And I was like, you know, you don't have to because the like you have to shop for the stuff. Then you have to put it up and then you have to take it down and then you have to store it somewhere. Mm-hmm. You could just spend two hours carving a pumpkin mm-hmm. and they would probably enjoy that just as much. Mm-hmm. So it's coming back to that C's get degrees. Yep. How can you get a grade C on Halloween? And I mean, this is a real real shift, but just thinking about how a lot of parents and, and mothers in particular, I gather, feel like they always have to have a home-cooked meal on the table. And whereas the dinners that I feel like my kids are going to remember the most fondly from their childhood is when I go to McDonald's and buy a Happy Meal. <laughs> <laughs> that once a month when I let them right. get a Happy Meal. And it's we don't have to be creating a giant fanfare yes. to create a happy, loving experience for the people in our lives, whether it's our friends or our family, kids, adults. It's like, just just make the C grade and it's good enough-ish. Yes. And as long as your family knows that they're loved, that's all that matters. Yeah. And this whole concept of do your best. In the article, she talked about how you don't really need to do your best all the time. No. You could do, say, a 60 or a 70 for most things. You don't have to do your best. No. (laughs) You can be good enough-ish. Yeah. And there's, I I feel like so many people I know right now are still really coming out of the pandemic fog, but feel like they should have been over it a year ago. Yeah. So it seems even harder for some people to accept the fact that they're still really tired. Yeah. And that we all went through a lot of trauma and we should just be back to normalcy right now. It's like, I'm not seeing many masks, you know, all of the COVID restrictions at school kind of changed. It's basically like, if you don't have that positive test, you're welcome in the building without a mask. Like it's just Mm -hmm. all of those rules and scary restrictions and things that we were battling with for two and a half years have gone away. And a lot of people feel guilty that their anxiety Mm-hmm. And traumatic. Like, oh, we should just be all be over this, right? Like, the world changed, right? And we like changed. the trauma response hasn't gone away, no. and that's okay. No, yeah, yeah. And you know, the mental. I think we have this huge mental health crisis that's happening right now, and like you can't get a therapist appointment. It's difficult, you yeah. know. And so I think we've got a long time. I mean, it's almost kind of like September 11th in a way. Yeah, we all still have trauma from September 11th. <sighs> Right. And that happens. So the the world is different. There was a pre 9-11 and there's a post 9-11 and there's a pre-COVID and there's a post-COVID and we're going to be in that in that place for a long time. Yeah. So did I ever tell again, totally off off track. Tangents are us, bro. I know. Have we talked about like 9-11, where we were, how? Because I will say that that was I mean, 
I had some, you know, different experiences throughout my life that really changed me. But 9-11, I felt so much more affected by it than some of my friends and peers did at the time. I was a senior in college. Mm-hmm. And I I look back and I'm like, I was so traumatized yeah. that semester for yeah. most of that year. And but the people around me didn't seem to be. I mean, we were all affected. We were all horrified and it was very sad. And there was, you know, people at the University of Delaware who lost parents. Yeah. And there was a lot of people from Long Island at Delaware. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people had lost their parents in the yeah. World Trade Center. And, wow. and I mean, that was everywhere, not just Delaware, but I'm saying in my world at that time. And I felt very alone in that it it affected me so much like a minute by minute affectation is that yeah, a word maybe sure but it didn't seem to stick with anyone else long enough yeah by my standards and i just i felt very alone in that i felt very confused like why isn't everyone else traumatized <laughs> and i look back now and realize that i'm sure we all were in different ways but we weren't talking about it. I don't think it was as common for any of us to be in therapy at that point. Well, also social media wasn't a thing there. True. So now I feel like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of social media for a lot of reasons, but I do feel like social media has been helpful in this COVID crisis mm. because I think it provided a, con- a conversation, a place where we could all talk about what we were experiencing, but everybody really experienced 9-11 in a vacuum. Yeah. You know, they're there was no real place to talk about, you know. So true. Yeah. So um, I think that's a big difference. Yeah. 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 I was in DC on 9-11. Oof. It was my second day at a brand new job. Oh, geez. On the day before, I was in my boss's boss's office for a meeting at 8.15 in the morning or something like that. And the day before, as part of the orientation, she had sort of said, like, never answer your phone when you're in a meeting with somebody. It was just sort of like she was just kind of etiquette work. Because I was young. You mm-hmm. know, I was in my early 20s. And um, as I'm sitting there in the, my meeting with her, her phone keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I told you yesterday never to answer the phone, but something is happening. Mm-hmm. And she picked up the phone and her boyfriend worked in the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. And... um was ringing off the phone and it was him he had i think he had forgotten his laptop that day oh my gosh yes and had gone back but then he was telling her what was happening and it was crazy i mean in dc i could see the smoke from the pentagon Mm. there were fighter jets all over the place there was no real there was you know no real internet on phones cell phones and stuff so i had to walk home like an hour to my house and we would just stop like every little so far and like crowd around taxis because taxis had the radio on. Oh my gosh. And so we would stop and listen and then like walk a little bit further and stop. It was, it was insane. Yeah. And a lot of people, because I worked in international development at the time. So a lot of people, you know, they had spouses and partners at the White House and the State Department. And they were saying there's another plane coming and it's coming for the White House. And it was insane. Yeah. Yeah, my brother um, lived and worked in New York at the time, and his office was across the street from the Empire State Building, Mm -hmm. which I, of course, you know, obviously totally different part of the city from the World Trade Center, but thinking tall building that could be under attack, you know, and we couldn't get in touch with him all day because phone lines were tied up. You know, my little red Nokia brick cell phone (laughs) was not getting any reception that day. And, um, but I was 
you know, a senior in my design program. We all pretty much lived at the design studio all day. And there was one phone that like we all shared and we all just kept taking turns trying to call our family. And I was eventually able to like get in touch with my mom, I think that afternoon. And she had heard from my brother and his girlfriend, who's now his wife, and they were fine. And but um, but that trauma really stuck. I mean, definitely stuck with all of us. And I did not know anyone who was lost that day. I wasn't close to anyone who lost someone. But just thinking about how that kind of trauma can affect us in the long term and how COVID is still affecting us, but we are in this society that like, we're kind of on to the next tragedy. We're on to the next. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Bootstraps. Which doing, doing, doing. That was something that Nora said uh, in her talk the other night. She's like, that does not exist. Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. That is a patriarchal um, thing that was told to people who were oppressed. It was like, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You'll be fine. Bootstraps. Clearly, what are bootstraps? Yeah, so that little that thing was in the from back a of your long boot. Time no. ago, nobody's wearing bootstraps anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I think all. I mean, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this episode, like I've never had a conversation with anybody about 9/11 where they're like, "Oh, I have no idea where I was that day." Oh no, everybody has the story oh, of yeah. where they were and what, how they found out and how they felt. I mean, we have all been impacted by it, just as we've all. I mean, everybody has their story too of like the shutdown in March and what happened and where you were and wiping down your groceries and ridiculousness yeah so i think and then you add on to it people are like okay this episode is getting depressing but then you just add on to it the really intense political environment that we're in right now Mm -hmm. the war in ukraine rising prices like it's a very very tough time to be a human so we just have to cut ourselves some slack yeah and that's on top of all of the personal trauma and loss and things Whatever that else you're we're dealing all with. dealing with. I mean, we are unfortunately getting to get into that age where like, <laughs> you know, a lot of us, we are called the sandwich generation. Yep. We have, I think you originally taught me that term. We have parents who are aging. We have young kids. We are middle-aged and we are smack dab in the middle of trying to keep everybody afloat while trying to keep ourselves afloat and live this Pinterest life, or at least that's what we're told to to achieve, this Instagram perfect life. And um, so, yeah, all of that on top of the world that's going on around us is really hard. And I love that just tying it back into Nora McInerney here to (laughs) tie it together nicely with a bow. They're like, where are you going with this? (laughs) Um, But I love that she is very funny. She is very honest and approachable. And you would not look at her and be like, oh, she's been through so much. She she must be dealing with so much trauma. Like, she is a joyful person yeah. to have experienced. But with all that joy, she is very vulnerable and honest about, like, I went through these things and they were horrible. And I refuse to wear your good vibes only t-shirt. Here's a keychain that says bad vibes only. And I got a keychain the other night. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I noticed on a bunch of her social media posts or maybe on her website or something, she has a, <clears throat> a t-shirt and I think it was her husband's t-shirt that says still kicking. Um, I wore my still kicking shirt. So like, I wasn't lying when I said I was You're a normal kind of a super fan. I'm, I'm a super fan. I bought, okay, so... We'll we'll put all of this in the show notes. But Nora years ago started a pr- nonprofit called Still Kickin'. Oh, because so much of their community and the online community had rallied to create a GoFundMe 
to help them because Aaron, her first husband, died of a brain tumor when he yeah. was, I think, 34. And so they didn't have life insurance. They didn't have all these things that yeah. you're supposed to have before you have this terminal illness. And so their community and people rallied to help them get through that time financially. Mm. And his dying wish, something he wanted to do but never had the chance to do before he passed away was give back to people in the same way. Mm. So Nora started this nonprofit called Still Kickin' where they would raise funds and each month they would choose a different family or person who was in need yeah. of financial assistance. They did this by both taking donations and selling stuff. So I have a Still Kickin' I need a Still Kickin' tank top. Well, they don't sell them anymore. Uh, I, well, th- I don't because I know that the she no longer runs the nonprofit because um, she does like a million different things and I don't think they sell the stuff anymore. All right, I miss the but boat. But you miss the boat. So I have um a green still kicking t- uh tank top that is like um that looks just like this original t-shirt that okay. Aaron had okay. that he was wearing when he had his first seizure. It's this whole thing. Anyway, so yes, I do know her whole life story. I'm a super fan. Nick made fun of me for wearing the tank top to the book signing the other night. He's like, that's like wearing the band's T-shirt to the concert of the band that you're not. Why can you not do that? He says that's. that's Really? Yeah, not cool. You're not allowed to wear the T-shirt of the band. What do you wear? You're just supposed to be cooler than that and not wear the T-shirt. But I was like, well, I am not cool. I sat in That's the front row. That's the whole point of this conversation. With, I know. We are not trying we are not to cool. be cool. Exactly. I told him, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but I look good in this green color and it looked really cute with my denim green jacket. Green is one of your moonlit winter colors. It is. I'm a moonlit winter. Yes. And it's my color. And it was a great shirt and I wore it with my denim jacket. <sighs> Brooke, I'm, I'm sure you looked amazing. I did. And she probably anyway. noticed that you had it because it's now a vintage item. So she, she you stuck out in the crowd as not as like new on the bandwagon no. like me. You were clearly yeah. a seasoned fan she didn't say anything about it so i was uh, like did i a, make the wrong you choice? were a bit hope she thought maybe you weren't cool she was like what who's this loser so pa. <laughs> no <laughs> uh she probably didn't even notice because i can imagine that sitting there signing books for a bunch of strangers oh, that's is, a lot of peopling that's a lot of peopling yeah. yeah so all right anyway this conversation really i really took it off the rails um how long have we been talking 34 minutes not wow, bad that's pretty long it for is us long okay let's take a break a little smidge of editing in this one no, yeah it's fine <laughs> it's fine people like our ramble i think maybe yeah. it's fine. it right. should be fine okay we'll take a break bye bye it's planner season Listeners, you've heard me talk about the Balance Bound Planner on the podcast, and now is the time to snag your 2023 planner because the new year will be here before you know it. I know, it's a scary thought, but it's truly just around the corner. The Balance Bound Planner helps you organize your to-dos, set boundaries, and prioritize self-care so you can better show up for the people and causes that matter to you. Each day in our planners is divided into our four signature sections— work, self, others, and home, so each role you play comes into full focus. You can clearly see at a glance where you're spending your time and where you need to set more boundaries to make more time for yourself. Our dated planners include not one, but two spreads per week, so there's room for everything taking up space in your brain. There are eight gorgeous cover designs to choose from in your choice of wire binding or book binding. I'm a lefty, so I prefer the book binding, which lays open on my desk at all times. If you prefer a daily page layout or an undated format, we've got you covered with our undated daily planner or our best-selling daily planner pad. 
Plus, we have a ton of other great planner accessories, stationary products, stickers, journals, and more. These products are a true labor of love, and I can't wait for you to see them. Head to balancebound.co to shop the entire collection. That's balancebound.co to explore and shop. Hey, everybody, Amanda here. So in this segment, when I talk about a favor that I am doing to my future self, I talk about dry shampoo. And right after we recorded this episode, a recall came out for several brands of dry shampoo. So I want to make sure that you all know about which brands to avoid in case you do go out and buy some. So we're going to put a link in the show notes to information about that and also a link to my favorite product, which is not on that list. So stay safe and talk to y'all soon. And we're back. We're back. (sighs) That was a that was a wide ranging. It was. I mean, we kept bringing it back to Nora. We kept. We did. I really kept working. A lot of loops. A lot of loops. It's okay. Junie liked it. She's giving me the bulging eyes right now. So she's into it. She's into it. Junie lost her mind this morning when Brooke came over. Oh my gosh! Because it had been so long. When was the last time I was actually here? Ugh, seven it's years been, ago. I know. It I feels know. like a really long time. I do do that. Remember my friend Megan at Rent? She said I always use, the, whenever I use a random number, I always choose seven. Seven years, seven months. And seven I was like, years. I don't do that. And she was like, you absolutely do. Yeah. And I yeah. just did it. Yeah. Okay. It was fun um, like that. I know we've talked about Rent several times now. <clears throat> I cannot get the songs out of my head. Me Bob. neither. Still. 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 And I haven't like, even listened. can't sleep because no, I've listened. I'm I know. Them in my head. And I haven't even listened to it since then. <sighs> no. But it was fun getting that group of friends together because they're all listeners of our podcast. We make all of our friends. Before we invite them anywhere, we make them listen to our podcast. <laughs> That's how it goes. But um, it was fun hearing the little things that they've noticed that we say or like how Megan said, yeah, you always say seven. And you're like, what? No, I don't. Now That's we a have... college thing, apparently. Since college, I've always chosen the, the number seven. Well, that's she's known you since college, Correct. so you've probably all done it even even Correct. longer than that. But um, it's funny to hear from other people, and now we have like recorded proof that they're right. <laughs> you know, so I know, yeah, and it could be used against us at some point. It's fine, Brooke. What's sparking joy for you right now? <sighs> well, I have to say, so did you ever watch the show Playing House? I believe it was on like 2016, 2017 on USA. I have not, but given my new obsession with Jessica St. Clair, thanks to you, yes, I have heard of it and been dying to watch it. So Jessica St. Clair, who co-hosts The Deep Dive, which we've talked about a lot, and their love of pickleball and all of that, she was on this show, or wrote this, wrote and produced, I believe, this show called Playing House with Lennon Parham and her. Um, Lennon Parham is also in a bunch of other things, and she's hysterical. And it was this show that Nick and I watched when it was on, and we loved it. And I believe there's three seasons. I am at the beginning of season two right now, but it was recently released on the Roku channel app. Which I have. I did not even know that this existed. Didn't know either. But I downloaded it. Um, if you, By the way, listeners, if you can hear licking, it is just Junie oh, licking my gross. hand. Gross. Just, I just want everybody to know <laughs> in case they can hear it she in the background. No, she's totally fine. She's fine. As long, you know, she's as long as she's not licking my face. I don't do face she's licks obsessed. from dogs. Um, anywho, so the Roku channel app I had seen on Instagram, I think, 
both Jessica and Lennon, you know, shared someone's post saying, this is on Roku. So I was like, oh, I didn't know this app existed, but it's free. There's no commercials either. So oh, like, really? Because we watched a movie on the Roku channel the other day and it had commercials. Maybe and movies like, do. Bringing you back to 1990. Yeah. <laughs> bringing you back to 1990. We were like horrified. We were like, what's a commercial? What is, I can't do this. No. I cannot do this. No. I will not do this. Nope. And I was like, can you relax? <laughs> It's like two minutes every 30 minutes. Give it a rest. You can handle it. Yeah. I mean, we used I threw to. threw a tantrum about Commercial it. breaks used to be every seven minutes. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? I every mean, seven? seven or eight. I said seven because that's your number. Oh. But I think like I thought, when we used to watch Seinfeld yeah. or Friends or whatever. Like commercial breaks. Yeah. In yeah. a in a 30-minute time span. Right. So you figure it was probably. The shows every... were really only 21, 22 minutes long. Yeah, Correct. exactly. Anyway. Anywho. Wow. So. Playing House, the full series, is on the Roku channel app. I've been watching at least probably an episode a night before I get in bed and read on my Kindle. And it is hysterical. And I just highly recommend it to everyone. It's such a great cast. Michael Keegan yeah. Key. Michael Keegan Key? Yes, that's how you... I'm like, I always mix up his names. Yeah. Um, the guy who... I forget his name, but he was in The Office and he's in Avenue 5. The tall, thin... Okay, I'm Googling. I'm Googling. He was he was Gabe on The Office. I don't know his actual real name. He's in it. Um, the mom from Malcolm in the Middle. Again, I don't know the actors' names, but okay. it's a great cast. It's hysterical. It's very relevant to just our lives. The other day, there was an Indigo Girls reference. Oh, so I just highly recommend everyone watch this if you need a little extra joy in your life, which I feel like we all do. And this is, I mean, they are like quick quick hit. Yeah. 23 minute episodes because they were on, you know, cable before streaming really got super popular. Um, So adding it to my balance bound planner in the self section. Okay. Do it. Yeah. So what are you doing today, Amanda, to do your future self a favor? Okay. Completely changing gears here. My future self... I usually don't get, you know, mm-hmm. caught up on this, but I here I am. The thing that I am doing to do my future self a favor and think something that I recommend is putting dry shampoo in your hair at night. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of dry shampoo. I only wash my hair about two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. A, mostly because I'm too lazy to wash it more often. And B, it's much better for your hair. Yeah. Uh, I do have bangs, so I have been found uh, washing my bangs only. That's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to wash my whole head only two <laughs> or three times a week. So in between, especially in the summertime when things are getting a little bit oilier, I love a good dry shampoo. But a lot of times the mistake that we'll make is we'll put the, like you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, things are looking a little rough. You add some dry shampoo in, but it's kind of a little bit late at that point. So experts recommend putting the dry shampoo in your hair the night before Mm -hmm. so that it kind of has the time to soak in and it's a little bit more preventative. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that and um, I actually just Googled and I can put in the show notes, like you can just Google like best dry shampoo and you'll get a great list. Birdie has a nice list. And one of my favorites is on there. So I don't know if I've ever, I don't think I've talked on the show before, but I need to about the bliss razor. 
No. Wait, is it Billy? Billy. Yeah, okay. Billy. Yeah, you talk about the Billy yeah, razors. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Billy razors. Yeah, you converted me to those. I love Billy razors. Yes. I need to talk about that. They have a dry shampoo. Oh. And I like it because it's not a spray. It's a powder. And you can also get it in brown. Yeah. See, that's key for us brunettes because Correct. dry shampoo is a lot of times like a whitish or a light powdery Correct. coating. And it wrecked. So Birdie is uh, – what? It's on – okay, why am why I getting keep, so co- – Billy I'm, is yes. on the Birdie list. What's Birdie? Birdie is like – it's B-Y-R-D-I-E. It's like a online magazine for like beauty. Oh, gotcha. So they okay. do a lot of these like 10 best whatever. Okay. So they have a nice list and that is on there. So that's my tip. Is dry the, shampoo like – is it – is there like health risk or health concerns with the – um, some of them have like aluminum in them, right? Yes. And so that's not good. No, that's not good. I believe, um, that the Billy one is a very safe option. And I okay. think it, most of them do tend to be now, but, um, okay. I'll do a little bit of research and okay. I can share that on the show. Yeah, notes. Not to rain on your dry shampoo parade. I just, because I, when I used to straighten my hair, I tried dry shampoo a couple of times and, I felt like this, I'm very, you know, I have a sensitive sniffer Yeah. and I felt like the smells were way too strong for me. And then I would end up having to wash my hair like pronto because the smell bothered me so much. Mm -hmm. So that kind of defeated the purpose of the dry shampoo. Mm -hmm. I also haven't tried dry shampoo since I've started wearing my hair curly, but maybe I'll I'm, maybe I'll have to like give yours a whiff while I'm here today. Yeah. I don't remember any... Any smell. Okay. No smell. Okay. Um, it says it has rice starch. So I don't know. I'm going to do a little bit more research because I do want to make sure that, you know, um, I, I I think of Billy as being a very clean product company. Yeah. But we'll, we'll recommend kind of a nice clean product. Okay. Everybody. Okay. That's what we've got for today, Brooke. It was a good one. It was. We, we kinda... were tired, but I feel like when we're tired sometimes, well, I mean, I think this latte that I've been snuggling with definitely <laughs> has a lot to do with it, but I love I love it when we just perk right up. You know, I mean, it was maybe not our most jovial episode, but hopefully some, some people got some good, good nuggets of wisdom and um, yeah. some validation that you don't have to live, laugh, love every moment of the day. Nope. Um, and... Yeah. yeah, everybody go out and get Nora McInerney's book or get it on Libby, Bad yeah. Vibes Only. Yeah. And her other two books, if you're, you know, if you do get yeah. on the library wait list. So um, the first one was called uh, It's Okay to Laugh, Crying is Cool Too, I think, or something, something, we'll <laughs> something put it in the like show that. Notes. We'll put it in the show notes. And then the other one was No Happy Endings. Um, and because, you listened to those on Audible and she narrated those, which I think is the best. Yes. I yeah. mean, that's one reason that I love memoirs because it feels like someone's telling me their life Ugh. story. I Oh, I just finished Rob Lowe's um, audiobook memoir the other day, which um. so many people, I'm in some like book Facebook groups, um, you know, book club type of yeah. sharing recommendations. And anytime there's a thread about memoir audiobooks, People say Rob Lowe's is fantastic. Really? Yes. So I love um, who else is, did I listen to recently? Well, you had recommended Matthew McConaughey. I just I love listening. I know. You know. But 
His was so good. And where was I going with that? I totally lost my train of thought. Listening to memoirs. Listening. I don't know. I don't know. Well, while you're getting your train of the thought, I can just j- chime in here that you do probably listen to Mich- Michelle Obama's Becoming. Of course. Oh, my God. Yeah. I felt like I was just sitting with I know. Michelle. Having, I mean, the part where she talks about Obama and like... This little skinny guy comes in with his Walton. cocky attitude. I mean, it's just so good. Yeah. No, yeah. hers was so great. Um, we got the Matthew Perry uh, memoir coming out soon. Oh, bro. I added that to my Libby. Li- like, I could not add that fast enough. It's already available on Libby? No, but oh, I, I'm like, like already on the oh, okay. wait list. So once it is available. Oh, I didn't even know that you could add yourself to the wait list before a book is even available. It depends what library system. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay. Uh, you know, sometimes depending. So I've got like the local Delaware County Library and the mm. Philadelphia Library System, because just a reminder that if Correct. you live in the state of Pennsylvania, you can apply for a Philadelphia Free Library card. So you can have, you can be pulling from multiple catalogs. So I forget which one I got on the wait list for. Right, I'm on it. Um, but I think my train of thought before that I finished the Rob Lowe one. I, I don't even know why I mentioned that. Anywho, Nora Mac- McInerney's older books, you probably wouldn't need to be on the wait list because yeah. they're older. I'm distracted now because I need to add all these books to my list. Okay. So we need to wrap this up. Okay, right. let's let's wrap it up so you all can right. get to work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.